Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today in Watching Your Wealth, what caregivers need to know about elder financial abuse. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Walter White is CEO of Allianz Life. Welcome, Walter. Thank you. Walter, so as America ages, elder fraud is becoming far more common, unfortunately. Tell us a little bit more about the problem. Yeah, well, you've hit the nail on the head as far as the reason the incidence is increasing. It really is a question of demographics. There are just more people uh, at older ages. So while the frequency uh, may, may not be changing, certainly we're going to see more of this as there's just more people in those vulnerable age segments. Wow. So the impact, though, is not only on the elderly person, it's also can be on their caregiver, right? Yeah, we've done some research uh, first initially with, um, you know, elders themselves, but more recently with caregivers. And we found that not only is the financial effects uh, felt by uh, the elder, that bleeds over into the caregivers. So it can have a significant effect on uh, the caregivers' uh, retirement plans and and other uh, financial needs that they have. Yikes. So caregivers already have so much stress on them. So I want to give them some tips to ease their burden a little bit. So one of your tips, you said caregivers should start planning now and build an emergency fund in case this happens. Tell us more about that. Yeah, and I don't know that um, I would confine that to an emergency fund related to financial abuse, but I just think in general we've got a sandwich generation um, that perhaps has spent some time um, planning for uh, college uh, expenses and so forth for their children, now may find themselves in a position where they're also supporting uh, an older adult, an older family member. So I think the importance of having a financial plan in general uh, goes up when you consider that may not uh, have been factored in initially when you did your retirement plan thinking. Indeed. Another to be said is make sure you understand your elders' health insurance. Tell us about that one. Yeah, well, certainly health insurance is quite complex, both the choices that people um, face uh, making Medicare decisions. Some of those decisions are, uh, you know, one time and uh, irrevocable. So it's pretty important to understand that complex world. Of course, there's there's other aspects um, of medical expenses that need to be considered. But from the standpoint of unexpected and potentially large expenses, uh, you know, medical uh, right, ranks right up there. Another one of your, your tips is to start talking to the elders about their finances now before any fraud happens. So what are some of the things we should say and how can we start this convo? Yeah, I would say of all things, that's probably the most critical. And if people are anything like my family, I think there's a lot of reluctance uh, to broach that topic. Uh, It's been said we're much more open about talking about our health situation than we are about our financial situation. But the sooner that can happen in families, uh, you know, long before there's uh, an issue of diminished capacity um, or situation where abuse may be uh, in play, uh, the better. So I think, um, you know, having the ability to talk openly about what the financial situation is, what to do under certain circumstances, setting up people who can 
uh, be called upon uh, should they need to. I think that's all better if it's done as early in the process as possible. Some generations, especially I've heard this of the so-called silent generation, are very reluctant to talk about their their money and just haven't done that traditionally with their kids because they they're still the parent. They they don't want they want to keep the kids in the kids' role, so to speak, even if their kids are in their fifties and sixties. So I'm wondering, do you have a tip or two on how? you can get your parent to open up to start talking about their situation. Yeah, I probably don't have the magic formula. There have been some things uh, written about this, but I do think that it remains the biggest hurdle. Um, I would certainly urge people to at least open up the discussion. You can certainly use some well-publicized cases of what can happen um, when pre-planning isn't done. I'd also encourage people to involve more than one family member um, because sad to say when it comes to elder financial abuse, often a family member or caregiver is in fact the perpetrator. So having uh, more people involved in the discussion, you know, maybe that will take some of the the issue uh, away. I do hope now people are a little more um, wary of this, uh, given, again, what's been in the news about what can happen uh, when, when people aren't watchful. That's true. That's a really good point. And I also heard sometimes speaking to your parent about your own plans, like your own finances or your own estate plan, can sometimes get that conversation started, getting them feeling a, a little bit more comfortable to share. I think that's exactly right. And one other thing I would, would offer, sometimes a third party can be very helpful here, whether it's a financial advisor, an attorney, uh, an accountant. I think sometimes a third party is perhaps able to break the ice. And one of the reasons we got interested in this uh, as an insurance company is our advisors themselves asking for guidance on how they could uh, help as they face some of these questions. Good, all good questions. Walter, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'd love to hear more of your tips. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Follow the Wall Street Journal on your favorite podcast app. Search WSJ on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and any Amazon Alexa device. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with Allianz Live CEO Walter White, who's giving us some tips about preventing elder fraud. So, Walter, what are some tips caregivers can share with their elders to reduce the likelihood of financial fraud? Well, I think certainly when it comes to outside actors, um, you know, there's a lot now. uh, It's been publicized about, you know, Internet-based scams, telephone scams. So certainly uh, protecting um, those under your care from those things uh, is important. And point out, you know, obviously don't give out any personal information on the phone. Uh, certainly don't um, respond to unsolicited emails uh, with, with uh, links and so forth. So I think there's some, some common sense measures there. I think you also need to be wary of, um, you know, face-to-face issues. So one of the red flags uh, that people should look for is when a new person sort of comes on the scene that perhaps establishes a close relationship. 
uh, with the elder. All those things, uh, I think, are, are potential red flags. So I would start with some of those uh, common sense measures uh, to watch out for, for bad actors. You might also limit the use of cash, right? Because you want to be able to trace the financial transactions if something goes awry. Yeah, you do see many of these scams uh, urging the elder to use cash specifically to avoid any kind of detection. Um, you know, cash or gift cards are, are common tactics. So yes, it's always much better to, to have a, a financial record. I'd also say with the technology that's available today, uh, as a caregiver, you can set yourself up so you can at least oversee um, the elder's accounts. So you could then see any activity that's uh, not uh, explicable. Uh, so that's another reason to avoid cash. I think so often fraudsters use this gimmick of saying, you know, this is a limited time offer or, you know, your grandchild's in trouble and they need money right away. They, they use this false time pressure to make older people and other people in general feel stressed and uh, rushed into making a financial decision. So perhaps another tip is to tell people just to take their time with financial decisions. I mean, there's probably a few exceptions to that, but generally speaking, you probably don't have to send the money or, or take that financial step so quickly. Yeah, I would say that's excellent advice, uh, whether you're an elder or not. I've been in the financial services business for a long time, and there is no such thing as a one-time offer. So people should Good take point. their time and make very deliberate choices about something so important. Great tips. Thanks for joining us, Walter. You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.